Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. We missed you last week. Well, I missed being here too. It's always better to to visit face to face with you. So glad to be back. Yeah, we can stand. Uh, well, both of us can kind of stand the ugly. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, I, I, I meant that as a compliment, no, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. But no, seriously, your program is so popular. Do you have any thank yous this week? You know, I forgot to check my computer this morning, but yes, there's been a few people that have made more suggestions, and uh, I like to name them by name, but I don't have those today, but okay. I will try to do that next week. I have been watching a little TV series called The Western, or no, The Old West Chronicles. Have you heard about that? I have not. It's interesting, and they featured uh, last week, I think it was on Monday night, that sheriff that you talked about in Texas. Bass? Bass. Uh, Ras- Bass Reeves? Bass Reeves. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just thought I'd mention that. Okay, great. And what do you got cooking? For today. Well, we've got a uh, kind of a mystery Uh-oh. kind of thing here. Uh-oh. It's called the Lost Golden Lake. Golden okay. Lake? Yeah, you'll see what I mean here. Okay. Oh. So, 1892, Zeb. How do you lose a lake? Oh, oh well, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So, it's 1892. Now, uh, to preface this, this was uh, an interview uh, that was done in 1919 by the guy that this all happened to. So, this is coming directly from an interview from the man that it happened uh, with. And his name is Teeples, T-E-P. T-E-E-P-L-E-S. Teeples. Teeples. So so picture this. It's 1892. A blizzard blasted down over the mountains, carrying sleet and snow and blocking out the high elevation of southern Colorado's Culebra Range. Does that sound familiar? Culebra I'm not familiar with that one. Anyway, uh, his name is Ashton Teeples, and he declared afterwards the storm was so bad he could not even see his hands in front of him. Wow. Well, when the visibility became non-existent, he held on to one of his burrow's tails. Now, the storm began suddenly in the morning and ended just as quickly. Now, Teeples discovered himself in a mountain pocket resembling a valley. It probably contained 300 acres. Out in the middle of the pocket was a lake of five or six acres, so not very big. Okay. Now, Teeples uh, established his camp. As the, sun, uh, as the sun sank low in the west, it sent some shafts of light into the mountain pocket. Suddenly, he paused in his work and stared out at the smooth surface of this uh, lake. It was just smooth as glass, and it shone like it was golden. All right? Teeples was boiling coffee and roasting uh, uh, some venison on some hot coals. And uh, when the golden view of the lake uh, kind of returned to his mind, all right? Uh-huh. So Teeples uh, took a California-type gold pan, went to the edge of the lake. He scooped it half full of the sand and the mud. In the pan, he found a half a dozen nuggets of gold. The man was one rich. pan, one pan. Now, even though darkness had fallen, he returned to the lake and got a full pan of the general bottom material, this gravel. This time, he recovered what he estimated to be three or four hundred dollars in gold. One pan. Wow. (laughs) Well, after breakfast the next morning, he returned to the lake and started panning. The number of nuggets picked out 
of each pan just amazed him. Every pan. Now, for the following three days he worked, every pan produced the same unbelievable amount of nuggets. He had arrived there with only a little coffee and some venison, and as much as he hated to go out, Temples, Teeples knew that he had to leave or he was going to starve. Well, most of the burrow's load was gold, which he later sold for $225,000. Excuse me? So today, Zeb, what, about $2 million? Oh, easy. Uh, at least two or more. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, Teeples had no trouble reaching a place called Whiskey Creek Pass. He entered the foothills and the village of Car- Charma, C-H-A-M-A, Kama, Shama, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, he arrived there without having eaten for two days. Now, in Shama, he said nothing whatever about his fabulous windfall. That was smart. Yeah. Teeples was a stringy man, thin, bearded of face, tobacco chewing, wore blue jeans, hickory shirts, and judging from his appearance, he possessed nothing whatever. Yet, he did not get five miles east of Shama before eight outlaws confronted him already. And he, they didn't even no. know he had the money. No. Well, Teeples opened fire to protect himself. His fast shooting emptied the gun, but also halted the riders. One of them pitched out of the saddle, flopping dead on the ground. He grabbed his Winchester rifle. They came in a second charge. Teeples killed a second man. After a brief delay, they started closing in on foot. And to Teeples, it seemed like this was the end. And he heard a voice that said, Surrender what you have on them burrows. We'll take them and leave you alone. How do you want it? Well, Teeples replied, I have no gold. Well, to his surprise, the same man replied, Don't give us that pack of lies. We know you got them burrows loaded with gold. We'll take that and go, or we'll kill you to get it. Now, how they knew, he, you know... Did he go to an assayer's office no, or something? No, he, he doesn't know how they even thought he had gold. I'll be so he reloaded his forty five. Teeples waited until they gained within 25 feet and then triggered his six-gun as fast as the single-action hammer would could be pulled back. One of the other robbers toppled over dead, so now there's three dead guys. And there were a total of eight. eight. yeah. Okay. Well, the survivors turned, and uh, Teeples watched them go. I guess they figured that was enough. Now, Teeples was cautious. He collected the burrows. He moved back down the trail. Traveling all night as fast as he could walk, he pushed the overloaded burrows ahead. A few miles west of the village, Village of Boncarbo, several rifle bullets whined at him. Teeples went down into the short grass, pierced through the left shoulder, and wounded twice in the thigh. Holy cow! Moving his six gun out from one side of the boulder, Teeples held it steady with both hands while the bushwhackers rushed in. And now this was an entirely different bunch. This was not the same guys. You know, he would get the feeling that he wasn't very well liked. <laughs> he could. Well, Teeples, w- and he says he was always puzzled about how anyone could possibly have any idea that he had a great deal of gold packed in these burrows. In any event, now obviously he's been shot three times now, Zeb. Yeah. Racked with pain and hearing the bushwhackers charging, he waited until he was able to distinguish them through blurry eyes before opening fire. They were almost over him when he opened up with his six-gun. By thumbing, he, he expanded the five-loader cylinders before being hit three times and losing consciousness. He got hit three times more? Yeah. For a long spell uh, thereafter, he knew nothing of the succeeding events. Okay. Holy, he shot six times? Yeah. 
When Teeples regained his senses, he looked up and hears a gnarled, brown-faced sheep herder placing a tin cup of coffee to his mouth. The herder tried talking to Teeples in Spanish until he realized that the wounded man did not understand the language. So then he said, here, amigo, the bandidos are gone, except for these and two horses lying out there in the flat that you killed. Holy <laughs> okay. moly. Teeples took a deep swallow of the coffee before saying, uh, my burrows, like, where's my burrows? Yeah. Well, the sheeper said, it is safe. We unpacked the burrows. They are grazing, being very hungry and tired. Your wounds have been bandaged. We heard the shooting and found you. You must be taken to a medico as soon as possible. We will get you to Trinidad. Okay, I know where that is. Okay. So, with herb men- uh, remedies and what little they knew of doctoring range wounds, the Mexican sheep herders had accomplished a miracle. Uh, it was of great comfort that honest men had found him and that his fortune in gold remained intact. They didn't get the no, gold. No, no. So, the Mexicans repacked his big burrows. Uh, Teeples did not believe they went very far eastward before reaching the main sheep camp. Uh, they put him to bed in a bunk. More dead than alive. I mean, you Six can imagine. Six times he was shot. Yeah. So the amazing thing about Teeple's adventure is that he passed through several hands before reaching Trinidad on the railroad. Any one of these people could have taken his fortune gold and got away with it. Wow. Now, in Trinidad, uh, Teeple's created a bit of a storm because he mumbled words uh, about a lake that the bottom of which was paved with gold nuggets, which it was. Uh, obviously, with you know all the panning he did and all the gold he mm. got. Now, the county sheriff wanted to know where the bushwhackers had been killed. Um, it, now, it was this honest sheriff who took possession of Teeple's gold, and in a week or ten days, he dispatched it to Denver. Okay. So the sheriff took the gold and sent, and it, sent it to, to Den- Denver. Why did he send it to Denver? Uh, to get it sold or assayed. Because uh, and and later I'll tell you that he actually got ch- uh, some checks from Denver for the gold. He actually got the money. Wow. So, but the sheriff uh, got some information from uh, from Teeples as to where the two fights had occurred, and so he went out looking and he found uh, where the bodies had been, where the horses had been shot, uh, things like that. But uh, he basically came up with nothing. He was not able to find uh, anything uh, about the two separate bands of outlaws. Now, the Trinidad doctor told Teeples that he needed to go to a place called St. Vincent's Hospital in Santa Fe. Meanwhile, as I said, Teeples' check for the gold had arrived and was deposited half in a bank and half with an express company uh, for for forwarding it to Teeples' parents in Topeka, Kansas. So he had the funds. Yeah, so $225 thousand dollars he could afford to go someplace he could well he told the sheriff and the doctor that he would never return to the golden lake in the culebras mountains but because of the favors they had done him teeples gave them the best instruction he could remember on how to get into this mountain pocket he told the sheriff this yeah and the doctor yeah, uh, because they had taken care of him, and they were honest people, you know. But uh, And they outfitted, and they went in with friends into these mountains, and they looked, and they looked, and they could never find uh, this lake, okay? And, and again, uh, Teeples found it in a snowstorm, so it was, he really didn't have the the... 
directions. Directions to really find it again, even yeah. though he left. So, anyway, as we went on, the doctor wanted to amputate his leg. Oh, my. But the crude first aid given him by the sheep herders had saved the leg as well as his life. Now, remember, Zeb, back then, infection would get in oh. wounds and usually kill the person. Yeah. But whatever they did, whatever herbs or whatever they used, saved his life. What was the and most his, serious gunshot wound? I, I, I'm assuming it was to his legs because oh. they wanted to cut off wow. uh, cut off his leg. So, anyway, Teeples recovered um, after a while, and he actually married a widow with five children, and the couple also had two children of their own. And Teeples and his oldest step son, a guy named Harold, decided to return to Colorado and see if they could see what they could find. Okay. And uh, anyway, for six long weeks, Teeples tried to trace his way to this uh, mountain pocket. They found several locations resembling it, but they were all filled with water from melting snow, but none contained the lake with the golden bottom. And finally, they were forced to give it up. Uh, Teeples stated in later years that he believed the lake had vanished. It could have happened because of an earthquake. Uh, To this day, the Golden Lake in the Culebra Range of southern Colorado, uh, a land of mystic lost mines and fortune, has never could been. It, I hate to sound, I'm not trying to be funny, but could it have dried up? That, that's sure. I mean, you think about, uh, you know, this was years later. Uh, you know, I don't know how many years later, but by then, yeah, it could have dried up. You could have had an earthquake that filled it in. Um, it could have gotten bigger to where... You know, uh, uh, it was just covered with more and more so water. So him, uh, Pete Teeples, and his oldest son, uh-huh. they went back after he recovered right. and tried to find the lake. What yeah. year was that? Uh, he, it was 1819 when he, uh, or no, 1892 when he found the lake. I see. And so I'm assuming it had to be, you know, 20 years later oh or so that he sakes. went back in. Yeah. I'm going to show you a picture of him, Zeb. This, okay. is, this is what he looked like oh uh, he looks know. like the swans man <laughs> well, <laughs> i don't know if the swans man would appreciate that well uh, it's mr teeple <laughs> yes but uh anyway it was quite an amazing story about this guy and talk about a tough guy now number one to go into the mountains alone with burrows uh hunting for gold wow now how many of those guys never showed up again they don't know whatever happened to them kind of like some of the mountain men the trappers yeah you know some of those guys never uh re- never were heard of again you know ken doctor history it always amazes me and maybe you've thought about this if people found something like brigham young or daniel boone or this mr teeples or whatever how did they ever remember how to get back there exactly and and that has been well like the superstition the yeah. uh, lost dutchman you know i mean he left detailed instructions on how to get back to the lost dutchman and nobody to, that we know of has ever found it mm. so but it's amazing that this guy you know and actually at the time he was going in there he was 45 years old and like say he got into this storm fierce fierce storm he couldn't even see where he was going uh you know all he could do is hang on to the tail of his uh, burrow and uh, somehow the burrow got 
down into this kind of little valley thing, and they were able to get into some shelter. But he'd been prospecting in the high country and had had no luck. Uh, he wanted to, you know, obviously like all of me, wanted to find something that he could bring back. But when this storm hit, it was unexpected for that time of the year in Colorado. And uh, anyway, he, like I say, he could have just as easily froze to death in that storm. Oh, absolutely. So, well, what did the man do with all the money? Um, you know what? That's a. I, I I've got a little time here. I didn't. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let me see. Did he open up a business or what? He did. Let me see if I can find it. Um. Uh, hang on, Zach. <laughs> I, I am. This the dead air is brought to you by. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, well. Uh, uh, he, he was anxious to invest his money in a great farm, but uh, aggravating delays ensued. It became necessary to go to a hospital in Kansas City for further surgery. Uh, and for the next two years, people, he did slowly recover dis- despite one complication after another. In the meantime, like I say, he bought uh, some property in Kansas, and that's when he married the widow w- that had the five children. And five years after his return to Kansas, this uh, a former deputy named Thomas Santos visited him. Now, this Santos guy was in poor financial circumstances, and he kind of talked peoples uh, into furnishing him more information. This was the good sheriff that had helped him before. Oh. And uh, he was kind of, uh, had fallen on hard times. And uh, anyway, uh, he wanted to get more information, see if he could still go out and find that lake. Uh, and he'd been out there three times trying to find the lake, but uh, he needed the help of Teeples. So uh, anyway, that, that's when Teeples and his oldest son, Harold, decided to return to Colorado. And they went with this guy named Santos, I see. the sheriff. But and, when, he, when he got uh, to the point where he couldn't go anywhere anymore, I mean, did he live to a ripe old age um, or not? I, I don't know how uh, old he lived to be. Um, but he resided in Kansas, right? Right, right. I see. So, but he was interviewed in 1919, so yeah. uh, so he had to be, you know, up around the 60, 60 65, 68, 70. something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. But uh, Teeples and his son San, uh, went with this Sheriff Santos, and they were just going to share equal shares of the money uh, and the expenses, uh, but... Uh, Santos told him that an aged prospector had been found in a dehydrated, dying condition two years before on a road. Uh, in his packs had been about 20 pounds of coarse gold. Wow. The dying man claimed to have recovered this from the legendary Golden Lake. Oh. So supposedly, later, another man found this Golden Lake. You know, we've got a caller with a quick question. It's got to be quick. I've only got a minute left. Caller, go ahead quickly. It will be. I just want the gentleman's full name, Mr. Teeple's full name, so I can research it a little myself. Uh, He's checking on it. Ashton B. Teeple's. Ashton B. Teeple's. Yep. There you go. Thank you, caller. Appreciate it. Ashton B. 
Peoples. Uh-huh. That's the guy. Uh, you know, this is kind of an interesting story because of all the stories you've had about finding gold or uh, prospectors that had it, lost it, like up in the Yukon, etc. This guy actually found his wealth, kept his wealth, and did okay. thrived on his wealth. And, and to the listener, I, I will just tell you this. This came from an old Frontier Times magazine. I've got a whole stack of these, and I this was like 1972. Wow. Frontier Times magazine wow. is where I got this. And it came from an actual interview. So I... I think there's it's pretty reliable. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That was an interesting story because that's one of the very few of people trying to go in search of gold that found it, kept it, and And prospered off of it. Yeah. Prospered. Even though he got shot six times. (laughs) Yeah. Holy that's an amazing story, really. I mean shot six times and survived. Yeah, and and held off Two gangs yeah. of men. He must have been a pretty doggone good shot. He must have been. I mean, after you kill a few guys, I yeah. think yeah, I mean, they were thinking, well. They got the message. <laughs> 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 okay, what are we going to talk about next week? That's a great question. I and I don't want to give anything you away. You don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I really like those kind of stories. You know, I had a listener call and say, can uh, Dr. History do more about maybe some of the personalities and some of the happenings right here in this area yeah you know we did one on diamond phil jack a while back and uh that book by max black is the best book about that's the gentleman that did the seminar right right last uh, saturday a week ago saturday yeah Yeah. i wasn't able to go to that but uh, yeah that would that's probably the best book around about really yeah why does his book uh qualify as the best what did he do or research differently i've got one minute left the thing i like the most is he went to the actual site where the killings took place up there Uh uh-huh and he found as i recall now it's been a while since i read it he actually found the shell casings of the of the bullets up there on the the deadline ridge yeah and i and I could be wrong, but it seemed like he actually dug out the shell, the actual cart uh, bullet, out of a log or something oh. where it got. Uh, the, the the book is excellent. I uh, like to say it's, to me, it's the most accurate story of uh, of this Diamond Phil Jack who later. Uh, found mines worth millions, yeah. ended up getting hit by a taxi cab in Las, Las Vegas, Vegas and yeah. had no money at all. Oh, my goodness. Dr. History, so good to have you back. Thank, Thank you. you. Enjoyed it. Every Tuesday, 10.06, Dr. History. Thank you very much.